body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. You know, Steve, there's always something to talk about. Every time I leave the studio, we have a podcast, and boy, how fortunate are we, how blessed we are to be able to do this thing, and we've got a decent following now, a lot of interesting subjects, a lot of interesting interviews, and then I leave, and I go, well, what are we going to do next week? You know, what's going to work? And then something happens. Yeah. Something will happen either in the dojo or in my life, and, you know, will prompt the next thought about the next podcast. So I had one of my students approach me mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and he, uh, he said, how do you want me to call you? Would you like to call me master? And I hadn't heard that in a while, because mm. I, I never liked the word master, especially in the martial arts. And I said, no, no, no. I said, stop right there. I said, no, first of all, never call me master. I said, I'm not a, I'm not a master. I said, I'm still working on it, and I'll always be working on it. And he looked, and he looked kind of uh, sideways at me. He said, okay, he said, how, how do you want to be called? I said, just call me sensei, um, which, you, you know, for those of you that don't train the martial arts. Sensei you know, just means teacher. Just means teacher. And he said, well, you've been, you know, you've been training a long time. And, and I said, it's just, you just need to stop there and just, just call me teacher. And so the idea is that it kind of kicked off a lot of thoughts in my mind about how the martial arts takes the word master and really elevates people to the, the level of that they don't have to continue to push for perfection anymore. Mm. What do you think about mastery? I mean, I, you know, what's your take on that? How do you feel about that word master? Well, it's interesting. If you look it up in the dictionary, you know, the straight definition is just a man or a person who's very proficient, who has great skill in something, the main person, the principal figure. So in that sense, I see because, you know, you are very proficient, you are skilled. I would hope, I would think that after, you know, 40 plus years of doing something, you you become proficient. But I see where you're talking, what you're saying. You know, you you are are so humble and modest that you know you strive to always be better and get better and, and you could do more. I think too many people, and they use the term master, whether you're talking martial arts or just in life in general – it potentially could be an ego thing where they don't think they um, need to go any further. Yeah. And I think at this point, both personally and in your, you know, your career in martial arts, you're really, really diving into the mental, ironically, this month is about the mind. And I think that's where the journey continues after the physical. You talk to my wife and find out how much I've mastered anything. She's my biggest critic, and she's the one who judges me. And we judge. I think that's one of the things that makes our marriage so strong. We're always trying to perfect each other and make the marriage work, make the relationship work. And it's hard. Uh, we're married for 43 years. I have to tell you, it's one of the most difficult things in the world, but it's one of the greatest things, too. Um, See, that's I- interesting. We've been, we've been, I'm just going to say it. We might have been lied to all our lives saying, you know, oh, it's beautiful. It's all you need is love. And no, no, you, it's something you have to work for. And we've talked about anything that has value. You need to work at it to maintain it. Oh, absolutely. You need to just be there. come to you. You're right. Just last night, we were finished out of class. And one of my sensei's younger kid came up to me and he said, man, I, I don't feel like I had the, uh, the strength today. I, I don't feel like I had... Uh, the cardio, I feel like I was, I was behind. And I looked at him and I said, that's the way it is. It's ebb and flow. I said, some days you're going to feel above it. Some days you're going to feel below it. But I said, to, I said, why do you think I'm still here? And I said, I'm here because I want to keep the edge. I want to keep my pencil sharp. I said, the minute I step away from this, more than a week, 
I said, my energy, my cardio will drop. I said, my whole world, I don't want to say it's going to collapse, but I won't be able to keep the edge. Now, true mastery would be in the martial arts if I got to a point where my cardio level was outstanding, my strength was outstanding, and I could actually step away from it and it would stay with me. Forget it. It doesn't stay with mm-hmm. you. Humbleness does not stay with you. You have to work at it. Yeah. Gratitude does not stay with you. You have to work at it. All these things that matter in life, just not taking life for granted. I mean, everything, you have to work at. Willpower, the episode we did the other week. Absolutely. It's not something you just obtain and then you have forever. It's diminishing. It fades away. I know that everyone in that dojo, everyone that I'm with, they're there and I am there to work on us, to work. And I am part of the team. I'm part of all of it. If you look at any, as we just finished football season, if you look at any good team, there are no stars. They're just part of the team. And that makes the success. That makes you win. You have to get up. I just listened to one of my favorite songs by John Lennon, Working Class Hero. You got to get up every day and attack it. And we're all working class heroes. If I would have believed that kid who came to me and said, what shall I call you? And I say, yeah, call me master. The next thing I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start believing it. Once I start believing I'm a master, then I elevate myself above everybody else. And that's dangerous. See, that's interesting that you say that because we all know the other definition. It's a person or a man who has people working for him, especially servants or slaves. Now, it's not that you would view them as slaves, but what you just said, separate from them. And that's what you don't want. You're in the trenches with everyone else. Anybody you might be the teacher or the leader, but you're doing it with them. Hey, a long time ago when I was working a different career, somebody said to me and gave me great advice from human resources. He said, always roll up your sleeves and dig in and work right alongside everybody else. Do not elevate yourself. Now, there's going to be a time when you're going to have to make choices, decisions, but you go right in there and be part of the action. Don't step away with some kind of arrogance. You don't lead that way. You don't lead by arrogance. You lead sometimes from the front, and most times you lead from the back. And you're going to be respected for that. And that's where the word mastery and master gets in the way. Once you start believing you're different, once you start believing you're better, that's the beginning you're going to fall. So a lot of times episodes we do are talking to people that want to be better and stronger and faster and smarter and and just improve their lives. The people that know they can do better and and here are the steps here, the the key takeaways that you can do to achieve that. I think this episode might be talking to the people that think they've mastered it and they're on the top. I think uh, this might be a wake-up call to look in the mirror, maybe humble yourself, and deep down inside when you don't feel confident and you feel insecure, it might be because you know you're not fooling anybody. Wow. You might put on this uh, this false bravado and this um, you know this good facade but when you have demons and you have insecurities, maybe it's because you're spending too much time focusing on keeping that image up of that mastery, but it's not real. No, it's not real. I think one of the problems is the martial arts kind of promotes it uh, more than anything else. I mean, you can get a master's in education. Not a big deal for the most part. It's a great thing. That's your way into the workforce. There's a master plumber. Um, there's a master's in golf, but they don't get all caught up. I think what happens with master in the martial arts is an individual thing. And it separates you. And uh, it's a dangerous thing. And that's just dangerous for any of us to walk around with that kind of attitude anywhere. We should be humble. Um, If anything, I've learned through the martial arts is to be more humble than anything else and to be more gracious and to continue to work at it. 
You know, I'm going to just tell you one thing that always I always remember and always brings me back to who I am today. When I was a young parent, and we used to take our kids to a restaurant, and we want Carol and I wanted to have some time where we could talk, the waitress would bring out a book for both kids. And the book would be basically a, a little bit of a paperback with um, white sheets of paper on the inside with numbers. Do you recall this? Do you mm-hmm, know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it exists anymore. And they would give the kids crayons. And the idea was that on this white sheet, there was numbers all over the place, maybe one to 50. And they were scattered all over the place. And when you looked at it, it looked kind of bizarre. Oh, chaotic. A, and yeah, just, just a bunch a of mess. numbers on a, on a white background. And as the kids started to focus, they took number one to number two, number two to number three, number three to number four. And as they concentrated on it for 15 or 20 minutes, Carol and I would have a conversation. And the next thing you know, we'd look over and we'd see all of a sudden there's a form. There's a picture of something, maybe of a face, maybe of an animal. But finally, after completing all 50 numbers and locking them together, this thing that was so bizarre and chaotic became a form. It became a picture. It became a vision. That's where I see my life. Every day I get up, and I might not be on number one or number two. Maybe I'm on number 35. And my form and my picture of my purpose in life is becoming clearer, maybe. And again, with the blessing of God and the thanks to everything and all the people and all my friends and my family that make it work, surely not me by myself. But I see a clearer vision. And if I stop, I got to start all over again. Mm. And so the idea is that we're all doing the same thing. That's why I think this show, for me, is so cool because it reminds me too of the things that I continue to do and need to do, and I know for you too. But it also makes me realize that we're just regular people, talking to regular people, just trying to connect the numbers and get through the day. And maybe if we're all fortunate enough to see a vision and apply that purpose in our life, just maybe to make this world a better place. That's what this show is all about. That's so profound. Let me throw something at you here. Let me ask you this. Is that what drives you, that you've done all this hard work, you've worked so hard to obtain and get where you are, that if you stop down any one of those areas, you'll actually set yourself so far back, it doesn't make sense to lose what you've obtained. So it might be hard work to maintain what you have, but it's still easier than starting from scratch at number one, number two again. Yeah, I, I think I think it's, it, you're kind of um, Am I on a little bit. Well, you, you, here here's what it is. I mean, we're all chasing the ball of happiness, um, and happiness for all of us starts out as we're a kid. It it starts out maybe getting a new uh, toy or a Christmas gift. It's it's very linear, but as you get older, your life gets a lot a, a lot a, a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, happiness, my kids, uh, my wife, um, you know what I do when I go to that karate school. I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that. Are positive. I'm stressed out when I begin. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, I feel great. And any one of those pieces that I lose, that I stop, I don't make the connection anymore. I feel, yeah, I'm afraid that I might um, jeopardize my happiness. And along with that comes financial status too. And we talked about this a while ago, the five pillars, mind, body, spirit, which the show is about, and then family and financial. Yeah. If one of those falls, if one of those is out of sync, the others don't match. You can't connect the dots. A lot of people might, and there's nothing wrong with that, they might you know, work their careers and say, hey, 
I'm going to get to the point where, you know, I'm going to golf every day. I'm going to be down in the sunny Florida area and, and I'm going to fish or I'm going to do that. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that my life didn't come out that way. My life finds happiness in, in different different ways. And that is maintaining what I have and uh, not losing it and trying to keep it all together. That's it for me. I mean, that's so at this point, mastery, and again, it's that ever-elusive thing. You never really obtain it, according to what you're saying. But at this point, the closest thing you can get to it is maintaining what you have. You're not necessarily striving to get better and better. It's just uh, maybe if you can tweak or fine-tune what you have just a little, little bit each day. As long as you're going that direction, what we talk about all the time, going forward. You're not going back for sure. And you're not even just staying where you are. You're still going forward, but it might be more incremental steps at this point, not such huge leaps. Right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And, you know, really, uh, too, you, you look at each day as, as a gift and you realize that nobody lives forever. They say in the old, I'm sure you heard it, the only thing is that's going to come to you is taxes and death. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth. I mean, yeah. we don't know how long we're going to be here. And this is, again, where, you know, true mastery comes in and cockiness comes in is, I don't know, I, I asked you this question, did you have any control of, you know, what time you were born in this earth? No, none at all. Did you have any control of what geographic area you were going to land in on this earth? Nope. Whether it could be Africa or the United States, and did you have any control of the parents that you would be born of? Nope. All right. So then, there you go. There is no true mastery. Hmm. I think once you realize that we're here for a purpose, find your purpose, melt with everybody else, relationships are important, and make it a good day. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 